The following is a hoop ball presentation. Good morning, hoop ballers, and welcome to another edition of Hoop Balls DFS Today. I am your host, Santino Cocone, and I'll be running this one solo for you for a Sunday edition. Uh, as Mike alluded to, we swapped. He did my usual Saturdays. I jumped on here for his Sunday edition. Uh, and yeah, as he said, you get the dragged on voice instead of uh, twist uh, Buster Rhymes trying to rap through a slate in five minutes. You actually get to take your time and, and think when you speak words. Uh, so it's going to be a little bit better and more interesting here. We'll get into this one quickly. Uh, before we do, I just want to shout out our guys over at MyBookie. Simply the best sports book around. When you're signing up, enter the promo code HOOPBALL. Get your first deposit matched at halfway up to 1000 bucks. That means if you put in 250 you get that matched. If you put in 500 you get that matched all the way up to 1000 bucks. You can make any bet you want on sports, any type of sport. Uh, it also has a fully-fledged casino platform. It's awesome. I use it all the time. And I have so much fun while watching an actual dealer deal me stuff. In, in the casino platform as well. Uh, and I want to shout our our guys over at Manscaped, the number one men's below-the-waist grooming in out there. Uh, check out the Perfect Package 3.0. It has all, all the goods you need. Your crop reviver, your crop preserver, your lawnmower 3.0, some boxers, T-shirt, goodie bag, handbag, uh, travel bag, I mean, uh, all that good stuff. It's absolutely phenomenal. I use it all the time. And let's get into our slate, guys. We have two slates for you, two fun ones to break down quickly. Uh, it's a seven-game or eight-game total slate. Two of these games are in the early going, one at 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, and the next one at 3.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Then we have our late slate with six games, uh, starting from 3 at 7, 1 at 8, and two late ones at 10. We'll start with this quick early game slate for you. The first game on the docket here, we have the Miami Heat at the Boston Celtics. Uh, we have a <clears throat> we don't have a spread for this one, but we do have an injury report. On the injury report, we have for the Celtics, Jalen Brown as questionable, Robert Williams as probable. For the Heat, we have Victor Oladipo out and Andre Iguodala questionable. Uh, for me, I'm looking at uh, this game, you can look at the stars. Like this, this whole two-game series, you're going to try and get uh, as many as you can. I think Butler and Bam are both in play for me, as is Drogic on this team. And that's really where I'll lean. Uh, I do prefer Bam a little bit more than Butler. And, it, and we'll see what happens with uh, Jalen Brown. If he misses, then maybe you can have both. Uh, some of the, All the Celtics players lose a little bit of value there. But... I like the the matchup in the front court for Bam. Had a very good game against them. Uh, both of them did pretty well, but I lean towards Bam for that three hundred dollar discount. And I think Drogic is just a rock solid 
uh, play there for only 5,400. Not really looking at too many other people. Uh, both these matchups are all good defensive teams. Uh, so we're going to try and get as many of those guys that we know that are, are capable in there. Um, on the other side of the ball, a lot of things change, or, or a lot of things are mixing and matching out here. And it all, for me, depends on Jalen Brown's availability. Uh, I do like Jason Tatum. Obviously, without Brown, he gets even a bigger bump. I would prefer him, especially without Brown, to the Butlers and the Autobios that I mentioned. But we'll see what happens with Brown. Uh, it gets a little bit closer. Um, I still think Tatum bounces back from that dud that he, he put in the last game, 3 of 15, shooting 9 points. Uh, he was on a couple heaters there, and then he put in a dud. They're trying to get out of the, the playing game here. Uh, <clears throat> this is for the sixth seed. If the Celtics win, they have an identical record as the Heat, and they should jump them and put the Heat back in the seventh spot. So uh, this is a big game for both teams. I like Tatum. Um, if Brown doesn't play, I like Walker. I like Smart. I think they're both solid price tags. Fournier, 5'3". Uh, all these guys are rock-solid price tags here. And Robert Williams at 5'5". Assuming that he doesn't have a minutes limit, and we'll know that beforehand, he's probable. Uh He's a pretty good option here, and he's not. He, he got all the way up to near 7K or over 7K, so good value here. Uh, if Jalen Brown does play, then that takes me off of Fournier, takes me off of Smart. Uh, I don't hate Kemba Walker. I still think that's a solid price tag, but just a little bit less. I would probably stick mainly with Tatum here. On the next game, another really good defensive matchup. Um, all four of these games are, but Randall, Noel, Taj Gibson, I like the front court against the Clippers. That's where we can attack them as long as Serge Ibaka's out. Uh, don't mind going at either of those guys. Randall's another one of those higher-priced guys. Uh, Noel and Taj are fairly cheap, 4.6 and 3.9. And they're both in pretty solid matchups. And then depending on the availability of Quickly and Burks, um, Reggie Bullock at 4.9. Not a bad price tag. Uh, I would hope for him to be at 4.1. That would be a lot better at 4.3. Um, a 4-9 is still not bad if Burks and Quickly aren't playing. That means the minutes are going to be there. Um, he he always plays over 30 minutes usually when when these guys aren't playing. He's just forced forced to play under 5K. That's that's solid value there on a slate that we want to pay up for. Um, and that's where I'll attack here. The front court and Bullock if Burks and Quickly aren't in there. And on the other side of the ball, um, I prefer Kawhi Leonard over Paul George for that $600 discount. Uh, but if I'm going to sit some stars, it's probably in this game. Um, don't like attacking the Knicks, first off. Top five defense, slowest team in the league. It's just not a great mix overall. Kawhi's still working himself back into shape. He played over 30 minutes in all three games that he played uh, since he returned. But he really hasn't taken many shots. Uh, 27 total shots in three games. I expect him to assert himself more, so that's why I prefer him over Paul George. But if you're a little bit hesitant, I think the other stars that we mentioned already are a little bit safer and slightly better matchup, uh, even though all these teams are pretty good. But uh, where I'm looking outside of that for this team is, is Zubak and Cousins. I think we can get some points in the front court, uh, and only 4-5 for Zubats, and Cousins is only 3-6. Not playing a ton of minutes, but that's where we can attack is, is try and get that center position right now um, with some value on the slate that we, we need to, need to um, throw ourselves into. 
I would like Rondo or a, a little bit more if um, Beverly some uh, for some reason sits, but I, I don't expect that. And that three-headed monster at point guard slash some shooting guard is kind of uh, a buzz, buzzkill on most nights. Don't mind taking the, the GPP play there, but for cash games, I'm probably not going to go that route too much. All right, that does it for the first two-game slate. So let's jump on to the main slate that everybody is waiting for. In the first game of the docket, we got the Dallas Mavericks at the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, I forgot to throw the spread out for the Knicks-Clippers game. My bad. It is 216 as the game total, and the Clippers are nine-point home favorites. All right, for this Mavs-Cavs game, we have no spread for this one but we do have an injury report. Um, for the Cavs, we have Matthew Deladova, Darius Garland, Larry Nance Jr., Dorian Prince, Lamar Stevens, Dylan Windler, all out. Given Love as questionable. For the Mavs, we have Porzingis, Tyrell Terry, out. Maxi Kleba, questionable. We'll start with the Mavs, and I'll start with the big guy, Luka. Uh this was a blowout last game. This is a rematch of the other night. Uh, these teams played each other, but in Dallas that time, Dallas beat him by 20 points. Luka only played 23 minutes. Still put up 36.5 fantasy points on 8 of 17 shooting and 24 actual points. So if this game stays a little bit more competitive, we can expect 34-plus minutes or so. Uh, give him more minutes, he's probably going to put up 50. So he will be in my player pool. More as um, a cash game guy, uh, but he is the highest priced guy on the slate, and there is the uh, possible chance that this is another blowout. So uh, tread a slightly lightly, but the other stars on this, I, I, there's not a lot of top, top end talent, I don't think. Uh, so that's why I keep Luca there. <clears throat> Outside of Luca, Josh Richardson at 5K had himself a game against these guys. Scored 18 points and shot really well and did some some good stuff. Other than that, with some rebounds, assists, uh, stocks. I'll keep him on my player pool for 5K. Not a guy that I am actively throwing in there, but we'll, we'll see what happens. If I'm around 5K and I, he will be one of the options that um, I'm looking there to fill out my lineup. Outside of that, I think we can look in the front court, but it'll be uh, it will depend on if Kleba is playing or not. And if he's not, who gets that start at center? Uh, fortunately, this is the first game of the night in the late slate. So we should know that. We should know if Powell's starting. We should know if uh, Willie Cauley-Stein's starting. Uh, or if Kleeb is playing and starting. Um, all three of those guys are slightly in play for me. It just depends on who's going to grab that start. And that's a good thing that we'll know who is going to be grabbing that start. All right. On the... Um, on the Cavs side of the ball, I think we got some solid value here with everybody out pretty much, or a lot of people out here. Uh, I'm not going 9K for Colin Sexton, I'm sorry, but Jared Allen had himself a bad game and hasn't been playing that great lately, but at 7-4 in this matchup against a eh, is the best word I'll say, is eh for the other side of the front court. It's about time for Jared Allen to start changing things. He, he is getting the minutes, so they're there. And it's just a matter of him wanting it and, and producing. Uh, I think we can get a pro- some good production here, and I don't think he'll be too highly owned here. I think he'll be very under-owned, actually. And at 7-4, I don't mind going there in some GPPs. 
The Last Jedi. Uh, the Last Jedi and, and Zedai Osman at 58 with, with no Garland and no a lot of other people. Probably going to get a start. Probably going to have to play over 30 minutes again. I had himself a very good game in the last uh, meeting against these guys on Friday. And I think he can bring back value again, even though he's at near 6K. It's just uh, they have to play him. There's not that many options here. Isaac Okoro is another guy. Don't love it, but he's got to play a lot of minutes. Uh, this team is very beat up. As you as you heard earlier, all the people I mentioned in the injury report, uh, you can throw some shots at him as a solid value in the four four and a half range, uh, K range. And Dean Wade, if Kevin Love does not play, uh, we've seen this before. Dean Wade gets thrown in, gets thrown near 30 minutes. Not the greatest, but at only 3,600, he's a very good uh, bargain bin type of play there. And I just do want to shout out Anderson Verjao. What the? <laughs> Where did that come from? Uh, this guy's been out of the league for years. All of a sudden made it his season debut this week. I haven't been on in a couple days, so did want to shout that out. I'm not going to play him, but that's pretty cool. <clears throat> All right, let's go to the next game. The New Orleans Pelicans at the Charlotte Hornets. We have a 220 spread in this one, and the Hornets are four and a half home favorites. Uh, four and a half point, I should say. Uh, on the injury report, we have Miles Bridges, Gordon Hayward, Cody Martin, all out for the Hornets, and Devontae Graham as questionable. On the Pelican side, we have Josh Hart, Zion Williamson, out. Brandon Ingram, doubtful. Steven Adams, questionable. And, woo, Nicole Alexander-Walker, probable to make his return after a few weeks, uh, a lot of weeks, out with an ankle injury. I'll start with the Pelican side of the ball, who have a lot of people out. And there are four teams on one end of a back-to-back. The Cavs are on the front end of a back-to-back we just talked about. The Pelicans are the second team on the front end of a back-to-back. The other two teams we'll get to later, and it's kind of funny, but the other two teams are on the back end of a back-to-back. And when I get to those teams, you'll say, wow, of course these two teams are on the back end. Uh, But we'll start with the Pelicans. I mean, Lonzo Ball, there is not really many options, especially with Brandon Ingram doubtful. The first time he played against his brother, he played a lot of minutes. Didn't shoot great. Shot one of seven from three. Didn't do that good, and his brother did awesome. But I'll go with Lonzo here. 8-4. It's getting a little bit pricey, but with likely no Zion, likely no Ingram, no Josh Hart, possibly no Steven Adams, he is going to be the guy, even though that they're Playoff hopes are slim to none at this point without all these guys. Uh, but he, and he's going to go against his brother in a fast-paced matchup. So uh, I think the balls are going to go at each other. And Lonzo is going to have the green light to do whatever he wants. So he's certainly a play for me, and I, and I like him here. Uh, Nicole, Nikhil Alexander-Walker. Just want to see about his minutes limit. If he has any sort of minutes limit, uh, I'm going to be very hesitant. If he's ready to go and they say, yeah, we're just going to play him because we Still trying to make the playoffs. We still have a slim hope. And he plays 30-plus minutes. Yeah, he's going to shoot, and we know he's going to shoot. There's really not anybody else that's uh, going to threaten his shots. They, they need as many people that can get the ball in the basket on this team right now as possible. Outside of that, Nashi Marshall, 4,700. Guy's going to play. If Ingram's out too, uh, he's going to play 20-plus minutes, probably near 30. And he's, pro- he's a solid um He's a solid player, solid fantasy producer. 
fast-paced matchup. Fits him very well. No Miles Bridges. Yeah, we can go there. Under 5K, solid value. And Jackson Hayes at 4,200. He had a big game in the last one, dropped 19 points, 41 actual fantasy points. Um, while he's going to be splitting time with Willie Hernan Gomez, whose revenge game, I think this matchup suits him a little bit better because they, the Hornets play a lot of B.J. Washington at the 5. He's a bit more athletic than Hernan Gomez. Uh, I think he gets the edge there on the center minutes in this one, especially after his big game. So at 4200 $1,200 discount in this particular matchup, I do lean Hayes. And I guess Kyra Lewis at 3400 if you're digging deep, uh, just because this team's beat up, as I mentioned, and they're probably going to play multiple guard lineups just like the Hornets do. So uh, he can see 25 to 30 minutes in this game. Probably not 30. That would be a super high, high mark, but... Uh, 25 minutes at 3-6, yeah, he'll make my player pull if I if I really need a, a guy down there. On the other side of the ball, <laughs> the LaMelo ball, uh, 8,600, just like his brother, very close in price tag, uh, only 200 difference. He had nearly a triple-double the first time these guys played. Uh, he wanted to show his brother up. He had 12 points, 10 rebounds, 9 assists in only 25 minutes. 40 fantasy points. Yes, sign me up for the Ball Brothers. Uh, I'm going to have some lineups with both of them. I think they are both ready to go at it, and they're both trying to keep their playoff positioning alive. Uh, The Hornets are now just two games above the Pacers and less than two games above the Wizards, who are just on a roll. Uh, If they lose a couple games, the Wizards jump them. They're now in the bottom of the playing games. Instead of having to just win one of two games, and get a home game in one of those. At the very least, they now have to win two. They would have to win two games, uh, and get not get a home game on this second automatic game if they win the first game. A lot to decipher there, but yes, I do really like Lamelo in this one. Um, Jalen McDaniel's with Bridges also continually be out. McDaniel's looks pretty good to me at fifty four hundred. Uh, this guy's going to play over thirty minutes. And he's going to have more shots, more opportunity. This is a fast-paced matchup. Fits his style good. I like P.J. Washington, but I don't know if I want to go there with that price tag. Uh, just so, I, I, not that I don't like him, I'm just not sure about the price tag. Malik Monk, matchup fits him very well, fast-paced. Should get a lot of open shots. This guy's never shy of shooting, and when his shot's falling, he's money. So I like him here too. And those are the guys that I like on the Hornet side of the ball. Good game to just throw a bunch of stacks in there if you want. Uh, fast-paced game, two teams fighting, one team beat up, and uh, none, actually both teams beat up in their rotation. The next game of the night is the last game at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. It is the Minnesota Timberwolves against the Orlando Magic. We have a spread of the Wolves are five-point road favorites, and the over-under is 229. Of the five that we have, uh, four that we have of the late game, this is the highest game total of the night of those four of six. For the Wolves on the injury report, we have Malik Beasley, Jarrett Culver, Jaden McDaniels all out. The Magic, we have Michael Carter-Williams, James Enos, uh, Markel Fultz, Jonathan Isaac, Chuma Okeke, Otto Porter Jr., Terrence Ross all out, and Wendell Carter Jr. as questionable. Oof, I lost my breath just talking about how many people were out on this this team. But we'll start with the Wolves. 
Obviously, Carl Anthony Towns is another big guy we can think about. I'm just slightly has this matchup is fantastic. I, I don't know if they don't blow him out though, um, and I'm just slightly hesitant to go there. He's he's certainly a player option of those guys, but I, I I'm leaning towards the guy in the next game a little bit more. Uh, and if you want to be safer, you can lean to the guy in the first game who's a little bit higher of a price. The super super Luca, but um, I do like Anthony Edwards. Guy's been playing phenomenal lately. This is a matchup against backups that he can really show out. Uh, and Towns can let him do his thing. I don't mind Russell. I do like Edwards a little bit more if you have the seven hundred dollars. Um, don't hate Rubio, but he's strictly GBP. I mean, he's been going <laughs> thirty-three minutes, seventeen, thirty-two, thirty-one, seventeen. Uh, 22, 20. His minutes are all over the place. When he's playing a lot of minutes, he's bringing back value. But some games, he's just not playing. So, uh, strictly GPP for me. Edwards, I can play in both. And Jared Vanderbilt, 4,100. I think that's an awesome price tag. Uh, knowing that there's no Jaden McDaniels, we just talked about Jalen, but knowing that there's no Jaden, he started the last game. He played a whopping 36 minutes. Whenever this guy's playing a ton of minutes, he produces. He's a very good per-minute guy in fantasy, and he, he has a good fantasy game. He brought in back seven stocks. Don't think he does that again, but he doesn't need to bring back seven stocks to bring back value at 4,100, uh, especially in this matchup. So I very much like Vanderbilt, and we might hear him again. And that's probably the extent that I'm going to right now, unless you think it's a big blowout. You can look at Nas Reed. Um, also, another very good permanent guy, but I'm not going to go there yet. We'll go to the other side of the ball. And Mo Bamba is now 7K, and rightfully so. And to be honest, if there is no Wendell Carter Jr., I still like him at 7K. Uh, if Wendell Carter Jr. does play, I'm not going to play Mo Bamba. He's not going to be playing over 30 minutes. Is another very good permanent guy. He has a very friendly fantasy game for a big man. He can grab rebounds. He can shoot threes. He blocks a lot of shots. Uh, but if he's only going to be stuck around the 24-minute mark and split minutes with Wendell Carter Jr., both of them not really in play for me. Um, but if there is no Wendell Carter Jr., then yeah, Mobamba is in play at seven, even at 7K. Outside of him, RJ Hampton, very good matchup. It's going to be fast-paced. Not a lot of defense in this backcourt. Uh, this guy's been playing all, very well also. And with so many bodies out, there are so many shots to go around. And even at near 6K, you can bring back some value there. Um, I mean, Dwayne Bacon's another guy, Wagner. Uh, but are, They're a little closer to Hampton's price tag now, so I, I, that's where I lean Hampton. And uh, getting Iggy with it. Ignace down there at 3700 He's been playing the last three games with all these injuries. He, he was brought on the team not too long ago, but uh, he's playing now. And if he's going to play, that's a guy that we can look to under 4K in the bargain bin. I like this guy's game. He's been, he was pretty good in the G League when he was playing. Good overseas. Um, if he's going to see the minutes in a matchup like this, yeah, we can look at him. We can throw him into our player pool when we're digging deep down in the bargain bin. All right, and that's it for that game for me. And the next game we have the Chicago Bulls at the Detroit Pistons. Um, and we, where is it? Oh, we do not have a spread for this one. Uh, 
<clears throat> and on the injury report, we have Troy Brown Jr. as out for the Bulls. That's it. The Pistons did not submit theirs because, ding, 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 they are one of two teams on the back end of a back-to-back. Yes. I told you you guys were going to say, oh, these are the teams on the back end of a back-to-back. The Pistons are one. The other team we'll get to after is just as bad as the Pistons. So uh, it's brutal to pick to know who's doing what and, and what's going to go on there, but we'll get to that in a moment. On the bull side of the ball, I like Vooch. Ah, Nikola Vucevic, really solid here. 10.6, very good matchup. Been playing awesome since uh, Zach Levine came back. The first, the two games he, he's played against Detroit, he's averaged 53 fantasy points. Uh, 28 actual points, so a lot higher than his season average right now. <clears throat> 10 and a half rebounds, a couple assists, some blocks. And the last two games he's played overall, he has over 60 fantasy points in both games. Uh, he triple-doubled in the last game against Boston. So this guy's been playing really well. It seems Zach Levine was what unlocked him. Uh, now he doesn't have the entire defensive scheme <laughs> against him anymore, and now we have Zach Levine there. Um, I read I would prefer to pay the $800 more and go Vooch. Um, and if you don't have that, then uh, I don't really want to go Zach. He's still playing really well, but he's still getting his, his feet wet. Uh, when you miss so much time with COVID, we've seen this happen before. You don't want to straight to go, go to a guy, especially near 10K. Uh, outside of him, I don't mind taking shots at Pat Williams, uh, but knowing that this entire team is healthy again, uh, Billy Donovan is playing for what the little that is left of a chance to make the playoffs, so he's not going to be hesitant to pull people. Uh, if they if they're playing or ride the hot hand, don't mind Patrick Williams because the price tag's so low. But that's about the extent that I'll go with the Bulls. Even though the Pistons are a bad team, they're a pretty good defensive team, uh, and they play very slow. So it's not someone you want to actively target because they're just a bad team. And on the Pistons side of the ball, I mean, yeah, if you have a dartboard, just put some pictures up and throw it. Whoever lands, I guess, is is playing that night because that's how it feels. Uh, Grant played to, um, on Saturday. Mason Plumley, Corey Joseph, all these guys played. Uh, Josh Jackson did not. Diallo did not. Pretty much everybody else did that's been playing. But now we're on the back end of a back-to-back. It's very <laughs> – they change their mind all the time. I'm assuming Mason Plumlee's not playing. I'm assuming Corey Joseph's not playing. I'm assuming Grant's not playing. I guess Diallo's playing. Uh, Frank Jackson, or Josh Jackson, I don't know. Probably playing. He was out with a tooth injury. So we'll we'll see if that holds up tomorrow. Uh, Killian Hayes, he's played the last couple back-to-backs, but mm, who knows if he does it again. So anytime I see this Pistons team that doesn't have an actual injury report out, it's very obnoxious. Uh, we have three games before them and only two after them, so hopefully we have the news beforehand, but I'm just going to go with my gut and, and say that Grant, Plumlee, Joseph, at the very least, are out, Ellington out, uh, and say, don't mind looking at Frank Jackson again. A lot of shots are going to open up, but I would prefer Josh Jackson now because the price difference isn't much. If he's ready to go, uh, Killian Hayes is an option for me as long as Corey Joseph's out at 51. 
not bad. We can attack the point guard position in Chicago again, but not even sure if he plays. Uh, Diallo, I don't mind at four eight. Like this is, I'm, if you're getting the gist, I'm not really looking to pay up uh, outside of like, under six k and, and near five k range for these guys. I think those guys are are solid, but I don't, I'm not even a hundred percent sure they're playing at this moment. And that's the the tough thing about doing these uh, the Pistons early on the podcast and whatnot because they 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 change their mind at, at will on who they want to suit up that night. But we do know Stewart should be playing. We do know Bay should be playing. And those are probably the only two locks. Uh, Saban Lee should be healthy. Tyler Cook. Those, those are the only guys you can guarantee are like uh, suiting up, I should say. But moving on. Moving on to a team that does not do that. And we have the next game at 10 p.m. It is Phoenix. The Phoenix Suns against the Los Angeles Lakers. We have a spread for this one. The Suns are five and a half point home or road favorites, and the over under is two fifteen and a half. Uh, we do have an injury report for this one for the Suns. It's just Cam Johnson, Abdel Nader out. For the Lakers, we have Jared Dudley, LeBron James, Dennis Schroeder all out, Kyle Kuzma doubtful, Taylor Horton Tucker questionable, Marcus All, Anthony Davis. KCP, probable, and I missed him, but Alec Crusoe, also questionable. So a doozy for the Lakers. On the Sun side of the ball, I like CP3 and Cam, campaign. Uh, I mean, you're splitting straws with Booker and, and Paul. Both of them can be very good, but uh, I lean Paul. He's, he's been doing better in the matchup slightly, and without all these point guards on the, the Lakers, it's certainly a, a matchup that we can attack. Uh, and possibly, again, I mean, they're already down Schroeder. Tucker's been playing a little bit. LeBron plays point guard. They might not have Caruso. So I, I'm leaning towards Paul. Lakers defense is still pretty good, even with all these injuries. And now they have they have Anthony Davis back. But uh, leaning Paul with a $600 discount. And outside of him, I like campaign. This could be a blowout very easily. The Lakers' laundry list of injury report uh, could be seeing a lot of campaign. Similar reasons of I mentioned for Paul can do that again uh, with the backup as well if he's playing twenty plus minutes. And I don't mind taking some stabs at Bridges and Crowder. Probably won't do it too much, but a pretty good matchup for these guys. Crowder's only four K at this point. Came back, played a very good game in the last one, um, and if he's going to start not have a, a, a big restriction here, you can go in there for a very solid value play. I only played 23 minutes against the Knicks, so we'll, we'll, we're going to hope that it is bigger, uh, and that's the only reason why I'm, I'm a little hesitant there, but he is an option there if you're down there. On the Lakers' side of the ball, you just have a lot of injuries here, man. Um, and it's very hard to decipher, but I don't mind going Andre Drummond at 65. been playing a very lousy lately, only 20 minutes, 22 minutes the last three games. Uh, hasn't played more than 26 minutes in since April, late April, April 24th was the last time he hit over 26 minutes. Uh, but they're going to need this guy. They don't have a lot of bodies. Uh, even Kuzma's out. So at 6,500, I'll take some stabs that we can attack the Phoenix front court here. Outside of that. You're looking at Anthony Davis and saying, oh, my God, he's going to be a usage monster. 
Um, but he's also somewhat unreliable. A very good game in the last one. One before that, he left after nine minutes, got hurt. Uh, so if this turns out into a blowout or gets out of hand, they're not going to play him a ton. Uh, but they do need every game they can get to try and get out of the playing game. Uh, that said, it's very unlikely that they're going to drop from the seven seed. They beat the Warriors two out of three times, so they have the tiebreaker there. And they beat the Grizzlies all three times, so they have a tiebreaker there. They're up three games, which is essentially four games because they have the tiebreaker, and they only have five games left on the schedule. So they're pretty much locked into that seven seed at the worst, and I think they're okay with that as long as uh, by that playing game, LeBron, Schroeder, AD, the other AD and Drummond, uh, Kuzma, everybody's healthy. And that's pretty much what they need. Outside of that, I mean, really not looking too much here on the Lakers. This is just a very good Phoenix team, and they have so many people out. Um, if you wanted to take a stab at, like, AKCP or Harrell or if Caruso does play him because there is nobody, you can do that. But I'm not fully in love with attacking this type of environment here with um, what the Lakers are doing right now and against this, this good team. All right, which moves us on to the last game of the night. We have the Oklahoma City Thunder at the Sacramento Kings. We have a 221.5 game total, and the Kings are 9.5 point home favorites. Neither team submitted an injury report. And that kind of signals my last thing. The Thunder are the other team that is on the back end of a back-to-back. The Pistons and the Thunder, the two teams on the back end of a back-to-back for this slate. Can't make that up. The two teams that are in straight tank mode and have a random massive injury report uh, with different injuries all the time every game are the ones that on the back end of a back-to-back. Uh, we'll start with the Thunder because they are the away team. That's what we always do. But, man, I got to say, just like the Pistons, I don't I don't know uh, what's going to happen here. Lou Dort is, was available Saturday, is playing. I mean, it's... Seems like he's not going to play on Sunday. He hasn't been doing it, so I'm going to say no, but you never really know. Um, He didn't, I mean, they got got blown out by the Warriors, so he played 24 minutes. Maybe he's okay to go, but probably not. Uh, Ty Jerome was out. He got scratched, so I'm assuming he's playing. Uh, Pokemon was out. He's just been out, so um, probably out again. It, it, I, I hate, <laughs> I hate a thunder as the late game. It that's just obnoxious. Um, hopefully they do it early, but we'll see. With that said, I think Darius Baisley at seven K, if Dor and everybody's out, um, is a decent play because he's just going to have to play a lot uh, in this matchup. We can't attack possibly the power forward position because the. Kings are also dealing with some injuries there. Um, Isaiah Roby at 4-4 makes for a solid play for me. Ty Jerome at 4-9, getting some backups in the backup or backcourt if he does play. I like that. Um, Gabriel Deck at 4-2. 
but I really need to see this injury report to know where I'm I'm going uh, a little bit better because this is the other team that's just so random with, with what they do on the injury report. That is uh, a lot of things changes when some people miss, like Kenrick Williams. He's just been pretty much out of the rotation, then in the rotation, then out of the rotation. Uh, don't know. He, he was played a little bit tonight. But that's because they just got massively blown out, probably. So we'll we'll see. We'll see what happens there. But I think Baisley at 7K. Jerome and Roby uh, and a little bit of deck would be the guys I'm going to with what I think is going to happen on the injury report for now. On the other side of the ball, we have the Kings. Fox didn't play on Friday. Neither did Barnes. But they were both uh, looking questionable. So there is a possibility that they play in this one. Fox at 10-2, even if he does play, can't go to him. I don't think he'll be playing a full complement of minutes coming off COVID. And just like some other guys, I don't like Levine, don't really want to go to him. That massive of a price tag, knowing that this could be a blowout and they really don't need him to play much. Um, same with Barnes, just 8K. It uh, wasn't COVID, but this could be a blowout. Uh, if Barnes doesn't play, Bagley we can look at again, even though he, the floor fell underneath him in the last game. Uh, but before that, he was playing. He was on a roll. They were on a roll, and he was playing pretty good, so he has some upside there. Hopefully Barnes doesn't play, and we can capitalize on Bagley. Uh, Rashawn Holmes, we kind of get a discount with him now. Uh, comparatively to his teammates that are higher. And this is a game that if he's playing 30 minutes, uh, he should eat. Like the, the Thunder don't pose a threat to anybody. It's just been embarrassing to watch what they've been doing lately. Uh, went the, one of the worst defenses. Hist- or I think they are the worst defense historically since the All-Star break, since they just started shutting everybody down and doing what they're doing. But um, DeLone Wright, if there's no Fox again, I know he's almost 8K. He's still in my player pool because when he's – starting point guard, especially against this type of team. Uh, he's playing a ton of minutes. I mean, we know what he's capable of when he's the lead point guard on a team. On a, not a great team either. Uh, so 7-7 seven, seven is, is a little bit high for me, but um, I don't think he'll be too owned because of that price tag. So I don't mind going there. And we know the upside is about 50 points it, as long as – uh, he's playing minutes against the, the Thunder who stink and in a tight rotation that Luke Walton does. Uh, so I don't mind going there. And that's probably it for the Kings. Uh, we'll see what happens with Fox and Barnes. That changes things up. But uh, I don't think they need him here. So even if they do play, they're not going to play him a lot. All right. And that does it for another edition of Hoop Balls DFS today. Thank you guys for joining. Uh, before we go, I'll throw a couple couple tiered guys for you because uh, we I know we always do that for the expensive tier for the guys 8k and over I'm gonna go with ooh and it's kind of this one is uh tough for me because I want to ball out and I like both balls but I'm gonna have to pick one and I'm gonna go with Lonzo uh Lamelo got the and it's it is just like splitting hairs for me. I really like both of them. Uh, but Lamelo showed him up in that first game with a near triple double, uh, with nobody on the 
the the Hornets are up, the Pelicans in this one, and they're playing on the fir- front end of a back to back also, but with no one there. I think Lonzo tries to take the game into his own hands and get the better of his brother in the rematch. So I'm going to go there. Um, But I like a lot of these guys around the 8K range. I don't think we have to necessarily spend up here because we do have a couple people. There's another one right underneath him that I really like that I mentioned uh, earlier. But a couple of those guys in that mid-8K range. All right, and on the the mid-tier level, which is under 8K, we like to say a little bit over 5K, a little bit under 8K. And, yeah, we're again with quite a few people, but um, this one, I would say, makes, or not makes, uh, revolves around the the injury report, uh, but I think Mo Bamba at 7K if Wendell Carter Jr. is again out. Just makes a lot of sense. This guy's a very good permanent guy. He's going to be going up against town, so maybe he gets in foul trouble. But um, if he's going to see 30 minutes, he's bringing back a lot of value. That would be a guy on the the higher end. Um, <clears throat> but um, on the, the value play, I think there's a lot of value in this slate, uh, which is which is really good. You, you love having value. Uh, one of the guys that I really like, though, Jared Vanderbilt, 4,100. And that's the guy I'm going to. I said you probably hear him again. But if this guy's going to play another 30-plus minutes in a matchup against Orlando at only 41K, you can sign me up for that. Uh, I know he's not. I don't think he's going to get another seven stocks or maybe not even 11 rebounds. But uh, this guy's good. And whenever him, he's playing a lot of minutes. He's a fantasy. brings back some fantasy goodness. So that's where I'll be going with at, at just just over four on that one but thank you guys again for joining us uh we will catch you again tomorrow for monday slate uh, i believe mike and we will have a new guy for you i'm uh, pretty sure about that but we'll see and uh i'll leave that at that we'll see what happens tomorrow we'll get the introduction when he gets the introduction but thank you again for joining us catch you again tomorrow and as my buddy will likes to say peace This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.